Welcome to the Works Podcast from RoofWorks. This episode is called Stormproof Your Sanctuary, Essential Roof Preparation for the Upcoming Storm Season. I'm Jason Kong here with a full studio. We've got Howley Bowers, of course, Executive Vice President, also known as Roof Girl. We've got Edward Davis back on with us. He is the department head and head of residential roof replacement. And we've got Carrie Gerald with us, head of operations. Holly, we always have a full cast here, and uh, I'm excited to talk about today's show because this is something that you know we hear so much about storm preparation, as, as rightfully so, but a lot of times we're not focused on the roof, which maybe we should put more attention to that. Well, yeah, because that's what keeps everything else in your house dry. So you definitely want to make sure the roof is top priority. And we are right here at storm season. So there's a lot to talk about today. All right, Carrie and Edward, I'll let you two battle out who's going to start things out. But uh, let's start with the basics. How do we get our roof prepared when we know that there's a a weather event that's uh, on our way? Well, there's several things that we need to look at because we have different types of storm that are unique to our area or North Carolina, we we have uh, obviously hurricanes, tropical storms, but here we also have very severe thunderstorms that have what they call downburst winds, straight line winds, heavy rain, uh, and then we don't get a ton of snow and ice, but we do get some. And and in roofing, it doesn't take a lot to cause problems. So those are the those are the elements we we're really uh, trying to protect against and plan for. And there's a number of things that, that you can do that are, are general things um, that most people probably will understand when we, when we discuss them. But, uh, for instance, you want to clean off all the debris that's on the roof. We're here in, obviously, Raleigh, the city of the Oaks. Lots of people have trees. Lots of people have pine trees, the pine state. And that debris gets on roofs behind chimneys. It'll get behind skylights if you have them. It'll sit in gutters. And... Anywhere that you don't have a, a place for water to shed off of the roof, it's going to dam up, it's going to get under the shingles, and it's going to cause a potential leak. So you want to get that stuff cleared off the roof. Valleys, I didn't say valleys. Valleys is a big one too. And so you want to get that cleaned off. When you're up there cleaning it, you want to inspect the flashing areas. So anywhere that you have metal that's against a wall, a brick, it's attached Usually with sealants, those sealants age. They do age over time. So you want to make sure that those things are still in good condition, that the the metal is in good form. It's not bent. It's not sitting up, holding things up. I did say clean out your gutters. Tree limbs, these are a big thing. A lot of times when we go out and and we're assessing people's roofs of their homes, there's trees just overgrowing the perimeter of the house. And so those are potential uh, issues in storms. Limbs are going to hit, they're going to scrape, they're going to damage the shingles, uh, might break some shingles and cause a potential uh, leak. So you definitely want to get those cut back, trim back, a good you know five, six feet away from the house perimeter. I don't know how Carrie feels about this, but I would say that it's always a good idea to have a tarp, maybe even two. Yes. Because what we run into, yes, we have tarps, and when we get called, when there's uh, uh, storms and uh, people have leaks and emergency uh, damage, things like that, we have to buy tarps as well. So what happens is nobody has tarps. So if you get them ahead in the, in, when storm season is, is starting uh, and just have that on hand, 
it's a big help. Yes. And one thing I will add to that is having some kind of tote that you can put in the attic if water is coming in during the storm and you are getting an active leak, catching that water before it gets into the insulation, the sheetrock, all that. And a lot of homeowners don't think about that because if you call us, you know, we might be an hour, two hours out, and that could be a lot of water coming in between then and when we get there. So just being able to catch that water and keeping it contained is a, is a big deal. It doesn't take much water to cause a lot of damage. Yes. It really doesn't. Uh, so that's a very good point by Carrie. One thing I will say to prepare for a storm is – a lot of homeowners don't walk around in their house and look up at the ceilings. They walk around, they'll look at walls, carpet, but they're not looking at the ceiling. A lot of time a roof leak will just be a spot that pops up on the ceiling, and that's it at first. So if you don't know it's there, then when a big storm comes through, it's going to cause a lot more damage. But if you can walk through the house, look at the ceilings, get up in the attic, check around there, then you can get ahead of some of the leaks. And this is something that... Obviously, we can assist with, but I would recommend it be done at least twice a year. I mean, uh, spring and fall, before the the big thunderstorm season of of the spring and early summer, and then obviously uh, hurricanes, tropical storms, and then fall after leaves have have fallen down before we have any, you know, snow or ice, which, again, we don't have a ton of that, but it doesn't take but one uh, to cause problems. Yeah, and snow and ice around here does when we do get it, it does cause big problems. Um, you get your gutters packed full of ice, you know, two inches of ice, and then that gutter system is no longer working. So now that it's thawing or say we get a storm after that, all that water backs up. It gets to your fascia boards. It gets in your soffit areas. And you need to just make sure that everything's clean and clear. Uh, preventative, preventative maintenance goes a long ways. I mean, it can save you a lot of, a lot of hassle and money and if you do it ahead of time, you're not going to be in, you know, the, the long lines of other people uh, that have these issues and may have them for a while because when we have big storms, you know, it's hard for us to get out immediately to everyone. Yeah, I really want to pick up on that, uh, both those those topics, because the, the preventative maintenance does go a long way and you need those inspections. And when you're dealing with the after, aftermath of a major event, uh, unfortunately, that's also a big time for scams. How do we know that we're dealing with a reputable company? What are some red flags to look out for after a storm? I would say, you know, number one, do they have insurance? Does the company come in there, do they have insurance to cover getting on the roof and not just a ghost policy that, that don't cover nobody being on your roof? Um, making, I mean, to me, I want to see guys come out to my house that's in uniform, that's in marked trucks, and not just come out in T-shirt and shorts, um, make you feel a little more at ease. One thing that I, I would like to take this time to clarify, a lot of people don't understand that if they've got a roof or big limb on their house, uh, we're not allowed to remove that for the homeowner. And it's a it's a insurance policy thing. It's a workers' comp. You know, It's not a scope that we're protected or, or covered under. So that's going to have to be removed by someone before we can come and do our work that needs to be done. So there's a lot of misconception about that out there. Um, but again, if you, if you have a tree or a limb that's fallen on your house, you know, we can obviously help you, but you're going to have to have someone else remove that tree beforehand. 
Holly, insurance is always something that is on our minds. So uh, as Edward just said, uh, you guys can't physically remove uh, any large limbs or anything like that that may have damaged the roof. What do we need to know for as consumers with our insurance policies? How should we react if something does happen to our roof? What should we? What action should we be taking? Yeah, so the first, just like a tree, you got a tree that falls in the house, you need to call your insurance immediately because they're going to tell you exactly what needs to be done and advise you from that point forward. Um, that's the first step on that. From that point, they're probably going to tell you to get estimates. They're going to send their adjuster out, take a look at the damage. Um, but really, if you got a big hole, they're going to say get it dried in, get it tarped up to minimize any more potential water intrusion inside the house. And that's a good point because part of preparation is you should have your insurance information. You should know your policy. You should know your coverages. And you should know what your deductible is um, because if it's a repair, uh, you want to know how much it's going to cost you uh, out of pocket. Uh, when you, when you're dealing with the insurance, so those things are also part of your pre-storm planning. Uh, and then another thing is is you want to have RoofWorks information handy so that you can give us a call. Yeah, and that and don't let anyone get on the roof until your insurance tells you what to do. That's probably the most important advice that I can give you is let them be the ones to guide you into the next steps. They're going to tell you what's needed. Don't let anyone knock on the door and say, hey, I'm going to go check your roof. Nope, nope, nope. Well, that's a good thing. And, and a lot of people panic when uh, there's, you know, s- severe damage. Uh, if we have a really big storm and, and it's a, uh, a lot of people incur uh, damages from it, panic sets in. And so people, I can't tell you through how many years I've been doing this. I'm sure Carrie can speak to the same thing. They go with the first person that knocks on their door. I can take that tree off. I can I can fix your roof. They don't know anything about them, and that's just a, a big big no no. If you just you know, I know it's a it's a an unnerving situation for most people because they have damage, they've got water, but if you can just you know uh, work through the problem and and use the the appropriate channels, as Holly said, contact your your insurance company and deal with people that are uh, insured, know what they're doing, it'll be a much better process for you. And I will say, um, I wouldn't go with nobody that's going to knock on your door and start pushing and pressuring you into signing a piece of paper or you you got to do this now. That's how a lot of scammers, a lot of the, the, the roofing people that do the scamming, that's how they get them. They, they make them sign a piece of paper to where they think that, you know, you're you're locked in on a contract. And that's not what that's not the case. I want to get into the weather a little bit more because this plays a really important part in everything that you guys do because it takes some time to have a roof replaced or if you're having something repaired, that takes some time as well. But you guys got to be tuned to the weather as well. That plays a big role in what you do. Absolutely. I like to say I'm part meteorologist um obviously when when we're doing whether it be repair work or full replacement we are taking the old materials off we are exposing those areas to more weather so we watch it it's something that we pride ourselves on Uh, we don't want our customers being nervous about the weather if we think it's going to be uh too iffy then we won't start the job or we won't uh, send the crew out to make the repairs uh, we're always going to do what's best and right by the customer. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, especially in the summer around here, you know, you're dealing with 50 60% chances of rain every day. So it's something that we talk about within the office 
we, we talk about our crews. If we do start a job, we may limit them to what we allow them to take off and put back on within the constraints of uh, the weather forecast. But it's definitely something that we have to monitor all the time. Especially in the summer, because you get those storms that pop up that were never on the radar, so you didn't even know they were coming. Yeah, and you got to have a lot of communication through every department in the company, because somebody might be on one side of town, and it's completely sunny, but I'm on the other side of town, and it's raining, and like she said, it may not be on the radar. So everybody's got to talk to everybody to, to make sure we, we keep everybody dry. And having that communication is so important for you guys and having being able to relay that to the customers goes a long way as well. Uh, the big storms, I think, are kind of uh, it, it, maybe it's easier to assess uh, some damage that may have happened to our homes with these typical afternoon thunderstorm. What are some things maybe we should be looking out for where, which might need to speed up giving you guys a call and having an inspection schedule? Uh, like I said earlier, looking at checking your ceilings checking, seeing if there's any new spots. Not necessarily is every roof leak going to show up as a brown spot. It could just be a just a discoloration, just a light white part on the ceiling, just anything like that. And then getting in the attic, checking the attic, making sure that you don't see no wet spots up there. It's very obvious when you get in the attic at a leak where that water's coming in. Um, so just, just making sure that your ceilings and everything is good to go. Yeah, when you're in the attic, you know, you're looking for penetration. So you're looking for things that go up and uh, protrude through your roof. So if you have a chimney and it goes through the roof, uh, uh, pipes that go through, um, any kind of ventilation that you may have that's going through, those are all potential areas where water can get in and may have been getting in that you didn't know. If you see daylight, call us because you should not be seeing daylight in those areas. That means their seal's broken and something's going on. The process, if we do get a big storm, we've been doing this for a long time. We've got a huge team on standby and we're going to be putting work orders in, making phone calls all day and all night, however long it takes to get back to everyone. So we just want to let you know that, that that's we're ready for it. We've been doing it. And we've got a big team prepared to come help you. So give us a call if we do happen to get a storm. But really be proactive because you're going to save yourself a lot of time and trouble to not get caught in that slew of homeowners that waited and did it after the fact when you actually could have done it ahead of time and you prevent all of this from happening. The preventative maintenance goes a long way. Make sure that you're getting your roof inspected beforehand. Don't let a big storm be the uh, the awakening that you receive that it's time for repair make sure you catch that ahead of time it will likely save you a lot of money in the long run thank you so much holly edward carrie we really appreciate your expertise and guidance today you can learn more at roofworks.com roofworks.com w-e-r-k-s roofworks.com thank you so much for listening to the works podcast from roofworks